You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point Amy76, bringing us into episode number 125 of Straight to the Point My name is Chris Hero, my guy What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, for episode number 125, we have a special guest, you know, of all the coaches in Philadelphia history. You know, you got a name Dougie P. You know, you got a name Andy Reid. You kind of got a name Brett Brown. But number two in our heart, because he hasn't won us a title yet. You know him by many names, but we call him Coach Nodge. Welcome, Coach Nodge, back to the show. Back my in the God, building, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honored to be back. Honored to be back, man. Thank you, Look man. Thank you for coming on, clearing your busy schedule. I know you got some film to watch. I know you got some players to scout, <laughs> but thank you for taking the time to talk with us. We're talking NBA, Christmas Day games. The season has officially started for me. Jared's been in on the NBA, but, you know, I'm just now dipping my toe in. So we'll talk about the NBA. We'll talk about the NFL and my MVP potentially – being hurt for the rest of the season, even though I think he's going to play on Saturday versus the Cowboys, but we'll talk about that. But, Jared, let's start with these NBA games, and let's talk about the NBA as a whole. I know there's plenty of players that you wanted to talk about and highlight and showcase with Jared. Kick us off, and let's get started. What's your thoughts around the NBA? Man, Shaquille Alexander is possibly the second whoa, 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 whoa. How'd you start? How'd you start? We just got to say it. What an opening statement. We just got to About Shea Gilgis Alexander. The man's hooping. Like, who do you say? Like, who, who do you talk about? All the guys in the league. You got Jokic. You right. got Doncic. You got LeBron James. You got Kevin Durant. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let me say Anybody else but Shay Gilgis Alexander. Let me, give, let, me give, let, me, let me ask you something. We're gonna have Shay on the right side. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a name. Tell me if you keep Shay or take this other player. James Harden or Shay Gilgis Alexander. And, and what and what and what <laughs> Who would you rather have? <laughs> I would take have? Shay. And yeah, as in, in today in this season, in, I would in take the NBA Shea. right there, who would you rather have? Nigel, I don't know what happened to you, bro. The Nigel I know <laughs> would take James Harden over anybody. Man, what? listen, what? it's it's him seeing in a uh, in a Sixers jersey, man, seeing the kind of season that Shea is having, to Jerry's point, I love. But then it's still like, all right, are we saying SGA Fourth will he even be Will he be an All Star starter this year? Shots. Even, like, who, 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 I don't even think he's an All Star. All Star starters isn't even fair because dudes, it's a voting thing anyway. Like, right, the, will his vote? team make the will playoffs? You? No. Yeah, you know, so it's just like, are we? I'm talking about him as a player. Who saw this leap? Who saw this 31 point per game leap? Will the Thunder win 30 games? Will the Thunder win how many games? 31. 31 game, Chris. That's a steep ass. They they barely won 10 last year. They got 14 now. They got 14. He's won them 14 games. He himself has won the 14. I mean, but is that multiple game winners? You know, and he's like, he's having a good year, but it's like, I mean, what does he contribute? It's, it's like, uh-huh. okay. Jalen Brown, Shea I would say Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'm taking Jalen Brown. Brown. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Shea over Jalen Brown. I'm I mean, Jalen Brown contributes to winning, I feel like, more like the same kind of, if he, he 
Shea, uh, uh, SGA doesn't have a Jason Tatum on his team. You know, they don't really, they don't really have a system, you know, true that they're running where as far as that, you know, what their identity is. So he can just go out there and, you know, be the most skilled player on the court every night, which, you know, maybe what, three times out the week he is. So it's like, I mean, but even with that, they only, like, we won, what, 14 games already. Chris said the over-under was 31 games, and it's like, even that, that's not even a safe bet. So it's like, you Zach know, Levine like. or Shea Gilles-Alexander. And throw DeRozan into it. Throw them both in. Zach Levine and DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to realize, SGA is what, 23, 24? I think he's pushing DeRozan, something DeRozan like that. DeRozan is 34. Levine has the knees of a 50-year-old. So, <laughs> like, like, if you asking me, like, whose contract would I rather have? I'd rather have SGA for the long term. Right, I mean, he's making the same amount of money as both. Yeah, but SGA don't have the injury history. He don't have the mm-hmm. mileage that those guys like. DeRozan, everybody forget DeRozan played like thirty years on the Raptors, played for the Spurs. Now he's on the Bulls. Like he's he's lost a lot of what made him special as far as his ex- explosiveness, his athletic ability. Like he relying on the mid range and and throwing up air ball threes. Like that's what DeRozan <laughs> does. Like, are you asking? Like, here's a better question, right? Who would you have as a centerpiece of a championship team? Can you win mm. with SGA as a, as the centerpiece of a championship team? I don't think so. But the answer is true for a lot of guys, including DeRozan and including Levine. Like. Those are not guys you're going to win a title with. Okay, Going off me. of this season, then, Trey Young or SGA? Think about how the way the Hawks have been playing this season. I mean, I mean it's who's, 30 who's games having, Yeah, and it's like, who's having a better season? Is that SGA? But then it's just like, what, like, you know, I mean, like, what more is that? It's like when Bradley Bill averaged 30 for those years in, the, like, in Washington. And it's like, yo, like, it was like a quiet 30. Brad, know, was, Brad like, was that dude, though. We just, no, no, no. Chris hates Brad. No, Brad was that guy. He's 100% right. Bradley Bill's a loser. But he puts up great numbers. SGA could be Bradley Bill. He's putting up great numbers on a team that loses. True. Well, at least that team like, is, they're building towards So We don't know what the Wizards are building for no, around here. Thunder have been building for like 12 years. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. People talk about the process. Seth injury was a freak accident. Like, again, oh. you played played against LeBron. And, oh, check. Chet injury was a freak accident. We don't know how this team would be if they had Chet right now because they're winning games. This they're winning be, basketball games. This team would be in the Sacramento range. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Yeah, Sacramento sacrificed it all to just have okay. this win streak down. And, and by Sacramento easy. range, I don't mean where they're currently at, like six and like, you know, fighting upward. I mean, they're going to be like playing. Nine ten. Yeah, I feel like they'd be on the range of where Sacramento is right now because Sacramento's mid. So okay, Sacramento may be mid, but the West as a whole is kind of mid. Like, yeah, you're not right there. This, this year it is. Yeah, this, this year they've not they've not lived up the expectations. I can't even name. I can't even tell you who I think the like the best team in basketball right now. Maybe the Celtics. I, I can tell you the best. Yes, it's the Celtics. Yeah, and I hate to it say is that. the Celtics. Like, maybe it's, 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 it's weird to say because like they're not even the number one seed anymore. It's the Bucks. Yeah, but the thing about the Bucks is you're, but still, I mean, you're still working Middleton back in. You're still working all these pieces. And the Celtics, I mean, they're working a new coaching. Like, it might not be a new system, but he still has to kind of learn on the fly how to coach. And to do that for the second consecutive year with a new guy is kind of hard. You have to – I mean, I mean that goes to, like, having a, a competent front office. It's amazing what that will do for your team. But you have a competent front office – 
and they put the, the the confidence behind this coach to let him go out there and do what he got to do. You see the re- you see the reward, and even in times where he may be kind of over his head or overmatched, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Go figure it out. Yeah, worst case scenario, I think that the Celtics just they I mean they're together again for the second year minus the coach. You know, so I think that just Jason Tatum's taking that other step. So as Jalen Brown, and I mean, the team is still a defensive, you know, first-minded team. But I think that where it comes down to is that uh, even with the Bucks, you know, the Bucks always do have, you know, they win games. It's a bad loss last night, which, you know, they are still working things out in the playoffs, I think, as well. You know, maybe the Celtics, I don't know if they'll go as far, like, with another, you know, rookie head coach, in a sense, like, another deep finals run. But, I mean, they do have the talent to do it. So it is really early. You know, we are, what, about, like, 30 games, and it still is really early to see. But, yeah, as right now, I definitely think the Celtics are probably the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah. And, hey, 125th episode, Christmas Day is the 25th. It's really ironic how that works out. The NBA for Chris will officially start. I know his bets will be in. I know he's a huge Suns fan. Shout out to the Suns because they (laughs) did the Whoa, 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 whoa. I am anti-Valley. I want to put the Oh, that's (laughs) Anti-Valley. FTV, fraudulent. No, yeah, Suns big time frauds. I think on Christmas Day, I expect we. I they play the Nuggets. That's the last game of the. Yeah, uh, I can't. They play the Nuggets. I can't wait for the. I expect to see a Jokic triple double. Yeah, I think Jokic has like what 20 20 rebounds, twelve assists, another. Uh, Yeah, he had had a forty point game, twenty seven rebounds, like thirteen assists. I was watching that game through NBA League Pass, and I'm just like. Hey, that's nasty. I mean, I was like, oh start, my when you start putting the wilt numbers, yeah, I mean, it's, gotta, it's justifiable. You, know, you win an MVP at least once. It's justifiable, but the Suns are dysfunctional. Have you seen the? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. There was like the on the court actions that Bradley Beal was beefing up between Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, and then it kind of like lingered over into the silence where they're still arguing. Yeah. And, Aiton's un- reluctantly, I'd say the word reluctantly, signed this contract with the Suns because they matched the offer that the Pacers gave him. So I don't, I mean, I don't think it's reluctantly. He didn't want to. I mean, the Suns. He was ready to go. Remember, he was taking yeah, the offer from yeah. the Pacers. He was, the it was, Suns, it was a ready the to Suns go deal. Have, the Suns have the right to match, and I don't think he could get out of that. So I, and he reluctantly no, had yeah. to stay with the Suns, and he can't be traded because I know players are now eligible to trade December 15th because of his contract. He can't be traded until January, so he's a trade deadline. Basically, but, as trade if possible, but how do you keep him knowing he doesn't like the coach? He's now yeah. having an issue with the players. Him and Monty, which is that was the most conversation they've had in months. That argument. I was saw a video on Twitter of like him and Monty Williams on the sidelines, like arguing. Uh, yeah, so like, only, time they, only time they've been talking so, is like arguments. Yeah, like, it's it's really weird, and then I feel like even let's say even if they were all so happy, I think this team has kind of matched its potential anyway. Like, I, I don't think that they are that same team that made the finals run two years ago. I feel yeah. like the Mavericks are definitely better than them. I feel like the Clippers at healthy are better than them. You know, the Grizzlies are better than them. The Warriors are still better than them. So it's like, you know, you got, the, uh, you know, the uh, DeAndre Ayton. And I mean, yeah, like he is maybe a top 10 center or big in this league, but I feel like he's, extremely replaceable you know like he's not a 20 and 10 guy every night you know like as far as the numbers he kind of looks like that but watching the Suns every night his 20 points or even his 10 rebounds aren't even that you know impactful so, so I don't know I don't I think it's time to blow it up so now as a as a coach as someone who's dealt with players when you have a player who's who doesn't want to be there clearly doesn't want to be there it's causing an issue now it's kind of 
lingering in front of everyone in public. How do you deal with that? And how does that affect the chemistry of the team? Yeah, well, I think that's just it's so like selfish as far as his part. You don't want to be a cancer in the locker room. Like if we're like how the Ben Simmons situation was. That's probably the best example that we have. It was so extreme where he didn't want to be there. And it's like you're at practice being a distraction. So you got to ask him like to go, like, you know, we're trying to build something here. We're, you know, still locking in. It's too early in the season. We're really trying to get ready to potentially, you know, make another run. So and you can't like, I mean, it's different in the NBA. Like me, like coaching high school football, it's like, you know, you can kind of excuse a player from practice or, you know, take him out the game plan. But the NBA, you know, these just got paid, what, $150 million or something like that. Like, which, what are you going to tell, you know, him? And it's like, it's seven foot. And he's the best center on that team, you know, but it's, you do have to one draft pick. Like that was the number one draft pick. Yeah, number one pick. And it's like, you, I feel like they have to move him. They got to get something back. Cause even if, like I said, if everything was all peaches and cream, how good is this team? They're at best a second round exit, you know? So it's like, well, you know, what what are they even doing? Still no word on the Jay Crowder trade. The Suns finally getting new ownership with the Robert Sarver situation. They can't even really make a trade anyway, cause they don't have ownership approval. So it's just, I, I said yeah. it after they lost the final, Chris Paul's window was done. I kind of went mm-hmm. backwards in the NBA Christmas game, so like we might as well keep the trend going. The Grizzlies and Warriors <laughs> are playing, right? They have their 8, 8 o'clock game. That's technically one of the highlight spotlight primetime games of the NBA. Cream of the crop. Rivalry matchup that was positioned from the playoffs, Twitter beefs, everything going on. And the, the, Warriors, the Grizzlies look good. Warriors look horrible. Like, they look bad after the Jordan Poole incident. Steph is now down. They just got dog-walked the other night by the Nets. Like, 40-point half deficit. It was bad. Yeah. And there's no Steph Curry in sight. I don't even know if he's going to be able to return by Christmas Day. I doubt it. Like, there's only two more games left before that. I doubt he plays. There is no way right now that this Warriors team, I thought, was going to look as bad as they look now, knowing they just came off a finals round. There's no way I thought it was going to be like this. Steph Curry is like the engine for this team. I thought Quinn would be a little bit healthier by now. He had a full playoff. He had all offseason. And he came to the season where he's had his moments, the flashes, the streaks of him being a, the sharp shit he once was. But he just doesn't look that good. James Wiseman got sent back to the G League at one point in time. Now he's back again. It, this team just looks so lost on the basketball court from time to time in the offense. It's just stagnated. I don't know what to do. I know the Grizzlies are winning this game. But are we really convinced that this Warriors team is going to be a high-seeded playoff team going into the end of the season? Are we actually convinced this, this Warriors team doesn't show up on Christmas Day? So we know the thing about the Warriors, and we talked about their injury, you know, play this and whatever. The thing about the Grizzlies that kind of concerned me is that they're not – they haven't really gone through – they haven't really cleared their hurdle yet. Like, their hurdle in their mind is the Warriors, right? No, and not even – not even anymore. I know what Josh, Josh said. Like we got everybody in the West beat. They, they, they I, got them. I, I have, I have, a, I have a very big concern with that because they haven't won anything. Like yeah, I get they won fifty games. Yeah, I get the team is good. Team is young. Team can do everything. But you're already penciling yourself in in the finals. You haven't gone through. Right. That. You haven't done that. So like, I get what you say about. You know, we we don't we can beat the Warriors. I'm sure they can beat the Warriors, but can they beat the Warriors in a seven game series? I don't care. If, I don't care who's playing on the other side. They haven't done it yet. I don't want to hear you talk about. Oh yeah, we worried about the Celtics. What about the Bucks? Yeah. What about the Sixers? <laughs> what about, uh, the Sixers. But like, what about these other teams? <laughs> like, Memphis is good. Don't get me wrong, but they still have New Orleans to worry about. They still have 
Dallas to worry about. They still have the Clippers when they get healthy to worry about. So, like, yeah, the Warriors are down right now, but I could easily see the Warriors. We all know how it is with the Warriors, bro. Whenever they get hot, it doesn't matter who they can get hot. All those jump shooters. If they just hit shots, they're not going. You're not going to beat that team. It doesn't matter who's playing. So I just want Memphis to kind of bump the brakes. I, they're good. They're good. They're very good. They're not a great team in my eyes. Not yet. At least. I'm not against yeah. it. I'm not against it. Next I game. think I, I love the confidence, though. I do love the confidence. I, I like but the confidence. <laughs> Some, certain things don't need to be said out loud. Like, yeah, I just. He said he's fine in the West, man. He got. I mean, he just got. I think right after this, uh, the tweet that came out about the video, him with Terry Rooks, they had just lost at Nuggets. Like, but here's, like, but here's my thing, right? If Devin Booker had said that, everybody would be on oh, his head. God. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's oh, the yeah. Same thing that's the finals team. That's the same mm-hmm. thing. Phoenix right. The finals. finals team. Yeah. That's the same thing Phoenix did. Everybody turned on him. So I'm, I'm saying I would be surprised if people don't start turning on Memphis. I can so see they, that happening soon. You know, it's starting like, to get they did the same thing. Same thing Phoenix did. Same thing the Clippers did. Like people yeah. want to start turning. You got to have a villain in the NBA right now. The Grizzlies is turning to villain. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Kevin Durant again, but it's not. Somebody else got to take the match. It still is. Don't, it's still, it's, it's still, still there. It will still always is. be KD. Like they will <laughs> be cool with it. And yeah. then the five o'clock game. This is probably the, we're going to be the most exciting game. Is the Bucks and Celtics the two, yeah, the one and two seed? Well, it is though the one and two seed of the NBA. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait, to watch the, I, I can't wait to watch that rock fight. That 89-88 game. I think though, yeah, I think it is gonna be a dog fight. I think it's gonna be tight. I think Giannis goes for like 40 and at least 15, like 15 rebounds. I think he's balling too. Yes. He's I think he's gonna like for, last night. I think he had like 42 and 14 in a loss and a really bad loss, but I think. Uh yeah, Christmas Day. I think Giannis is going to do something spectacular. Even or Jason Tatum could try, you know, to just to help his MVP case to show out on Christmas. But Giannis is just so dominant, and I think the Celtics still don't have an answer for him. I yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a highlight day for Giannis for sure. I As of right I'm, now, I'm glad you mentioned that that, that Celtics thing too with Tatum. Because you know how he gets in big moments, he think he's the second coming to Kobe. He do, yeah, he does. You know, so, we'll see I, him take. Tatum's not bad. Tatum's good, players. though, Chris. I'm not saying Tatum's bad. I'm just saying he's not Kobe. <laughs> like you're, oh yeah, yeah. Like your game. Don't. <laughs> and it's and it's and I feel like this the, with this generation, even with like, John, like I remember John in the playoffs last year when he posted the Michael Jordan meme after uh, they lost to the Warriors. Somebody and you know even with Jason Tatum, like, it's okay to not be Kobe. Like, because it, it was authentic coming from Kobe. Like, everyone, like, we, uh, no we one's even. We knew Kobe was chasing. We knew that. Yeah, you like, know, like. So... He's one. He's the only one who could be someone else's carbon cop. And he Get did it so well and else. came so close to where it's, though, Jason, it's already too late for you to try to be Kobe. You know what I mean? Like, it's already too late. Same thing with John Morant. It's already too late. Devin Booker is already too late. I mean, it's but, not too yeah. late for Tatum. He's only 19, allegedly. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But he is right now, what, one or two the best two-way player in the league. Tatum's been on a tear this season. I wouldn't be surprised that this game is actually in the opposite. It's just a high-scoring game because defenses really can't stop a Tatum or Giannis at the moment. And if Chris Middleton does play, that's something that now you have to really start guarding other players on the Bucs where you have to let let up a little bit because Chris Middleton can get hot whenever. If he plays. like I haven't haven't seen him in a couple games, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. 
But I think even what makes the Bucks so good, especially in the East, is I mean, they have their bigs as far as I'm including Giannis in that. Well, Bobby Portis is play. He gets a double double almost every night, like whether on the bench or starting. And then Brooke Lopez, he can stretch the floor. He's always a matchup for your backup center. That's what's going to be, I think, the difference on Christmas Day. And even in the playoffs going forward, is that when like Robert Williams like plays his limited minutes or sits down or Jason Tatum sits down, you still have Bobby Portis that can kind of, you know, be that, you know, little score to get you eight, maybe six points in a quarter, or you know, Brooke Lopez to hit a three when you need it against, you know, your backup center. And I don't know, it's gonna be I feel like it's it is gonna be, I think, a tight game, but I do think that the Bucks are gonna really pull this out. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one because the game before that. It's really crazy. I'm going out of order, but 230 game. <laughs> the game of least importance, potentially, but has historic least. results. You have LeBron James versus Luka Doncic. Yeah, Lakers this versus is. Mavericks. It's going to be a good game because you see the way Luka's been playing the season out of his mind. People are saying he looks like Larry Bird. Others are saying he's next coming to LeBron. Like, just the way he controls the court and how they're saying his team is so similar to that Cavs team that LeBron was carrying for so long on his back. So... I like I like that comparison a little bit. I think it's the, the game's changed a little bit more and the players are better. But Luka's team right now, if we were to say what they are, Luka's like that LeBron of the 07, 08 Cavs. He's just really carrying guys that are good, but they're just not great enough where he has that second star that LeBron used to have when he moved to the Heat. Right now, Luka's yeah. really carrying team. But he's, he's dropping 40 at one point. He was averaging, I think, 37 at one point before his points dipped a little bit at one point in time. He's having 37 points per game. He had, I think, four straight to five straight games of 42 points a game. Because that's how much he had to do for them to even win the game that they were winning. And that's before Christmas starts. That was before. But would like, you say – my bad. I mean, it, uh, like, cut no, you off. One, I think the Luka and, like, the, the older LeBron comparisons, this is where – and I'm not a fan of this guy, but I think that we don't give Jokic enough, enough credit because it's like – that same kind of, like, stat line where it was – I remember LeBron used to get his Celtics – 30, 15 boards, you know, and nine assists. I kind of see that more out of Jokic every night, you know, than Luka. Luka, he's like a big guard. So, you know, the game is more, is better to see. But Jokic, the back-to-back MVPs, uh, you know, playing with, you know, injury, I know Jamal Murray last year, kind of that same kind of where you have a bunch of, you know, like role players on your team as well. Like Luka's in that same, same situation. But I think Jokic is more of that, like 07 LeBron kind of where, who can I see maybe making a finals run? I kind of see the Nuggets, you know, maybe if they were to go to the finals. I think Jokic makes the finals before Luka. But but it's 2.30 game on Christmas Day and yeah, Mavs Lakers. That'll be when I'll be, you know, making my my rounds as far as getting another plate, calling people <laughs> Merry Christmas, you know. Like, that's what I'll do that, man. If I get, you know, hopefully my girls listen, I'll open up a PS5 on Christmas Day. Maybe I'll <laughs> pop that and call y'all, you know, and we can, and we can play, man. But. Because I feel like it's going it's going to get ugly quick. The no AD thing is really going to be a problem for the Lakers, and I would I wish I could say I feel bad for LeBron, but I do not. So yeah, I think LeBron will be done by the third quarter, and we're going to see a good old fashioned blowout. There's no I'm Russ as well. I think Russ I'm, is out too. I'm glad you mentioned AD because you know I always talk bad about AD, and I talk about how he's always hurt. You know, AD always stands for always down, but. <laughs> You see how it gets he he gets hurt in the work the most fluky, like unconventional, like unluckiest ways. I think that injury prone tag is gonna just haunt him forever. Like yeah. another big, another talented big who can't stay healthy. 
who maybe won't reach his potential because because of injury. I I, I think you know you're going to see Luca try to show out on Christmas, bright lights. You know I think you know the NBA has done a great job putting their stars on the stage on Christmas Day. I know they lose Curry, but you know you have so far Ja Giannis, you have Tatum, you have Luca, you have LeBron, and we talk about. Jerry, I know you're going to talk about this noon game. And you have, you know, everyone represented, even teams that probably shouldn't be there. Jerry, go ahead and talk about that noon game. Oh, man. You know, starting off the NBA Christmas, a game that is worth watching because of the propeller medias hyping up this Knicks team that was on a seven-game win streak. The Sixers play the Knicks to start Christmas, to start in Christmas eyes, the first game of the season. And as of right now, I have the Sixers winning. As per usual, but the Knicks look better than most. Joe Brussel, people were sh- shocked by the sign, or not shocked, but they were appalled by the money he was going to make, what that meant for the team. But he, he's been a very bright spot for this team where he's helped. He's found the chemistry with Julius Randle. They look better at the one-two punch because RJ Barrett seems to have regressed just a little bit. They've been still running his veteran players more than he's running his young players, but he kind of switched that up a little bit now, playing Grimes quickly more. But the Knicks have looked better than most. Again, they're running their players to the ground if you look at the minutes per game situation with Julius Randle and Brunson. But as the Knicks are fighting for another playoff spot, they're, I think, the sixth seed or fifth seed behind the Sixers. I right now don't think the Knicks aren't going to make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. I just think they're going to burn out again in the playoffs. I don't think they're a play-in team. I think they'll solidify their playoff spot this year. I think they're a play-in team. I think, as usual, though, I think it's like a home game in the Madison Square Garden. The Sixers especially Joel Embiid, loves home games at New York. That's why he won the Christmas game last year. He finally got it this year. I think it's going to be a great game for the Sixers. There's a small chance they're saying Maxi plays. I doubt it. But if he does play, that means this will be the first time that the Sixers have been fully healthy since, I believe, October. That's to be the perfect game to start your season off with a fully healthy squad where you now can say you're going 1-0 and to start the season, event potentially. Because coming into the January and February schedule, it's going to be the hardest schedule the Sixers ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I'm glad we're playing early. You know, for one, definitely glad about that. Because just in case, you know what I mean, we do pull a Sixers or or a Doc Rivers, and you know, just not show up because that's very, very possible. Being a Sixers fan, I think we've seen it firsthand way too many times. I do think that JoJo does come out, and as I said about Tatum, try to make that MVP statement just see early in the day. So I do think we'll see a lot of JoJo. He does get to the line so much every time he plays the Knicks. So, like, Mitchell Robinson is in for a long day, a lot of frustration. Same thing with Julius Randle, probably. James Harden always plays good in the garden. I can see him, you know, shooting for a triple-double, or if not, maybe, like, a 10-plus assist game. Uh, I don't – I feel like with Maxie, I do, I do think that we can – I don't want to see him on Saturday just because I want him to be as healthy as I can. Because I think he's what we're going to need going into the new year and starting, you know, the actual season. There's probably a lot more Tyrese Maxey. But I love the way De'Anthony Melton's playing. Even Matisse Thibault, I'm just seeing more out of him. Tobias Harris has been looking way more aggressive. He's actually been taking three-pointers and hitting at least two a game over the last, like, what, three games uh, part of his homestand. I'm, like, impressed with how we're playing right now. We're rolling. But, you know, as are the Knicks, you know, with they, I think, over there, what, their seven-game win streak, I think RJ, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle were all getting at least 20 points a game. Which is what's up. That's what you want out your big three. That's the only way that they can win is if all three of them are playing well, which, I mean, is just unsustainable. But, you know, like, it's the Knicks. So, 
whatever, man. But I do think that the Sixers do come out big. I think at least one of our starts has a big game, whether that's JoJo going, trying for 50, or like a James Harden, like triple-double. But I think something good is going to happen for and for the Sixers on Christmas. Yeah, I hope that, you know, Maxie doesn't play for all the reasons that you mentioned. You want him as healthy as possible for the, the January stretch for that for that second half of the season stretch. But that's a great transition to our, another Philadelphia young star that's dealing with some injuries that may or may not play this Christmas weekend. That's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, who is the, you know, for a lot of people up until this point, was the front runner for MVP. Him and Patrick Mahomes are kind of going back and forth. We're going to kind of talk about this game a lot, you know, internally. Everyone's going to talk about it in the media. Everybody's talking about it nationally. Um, whether or not Jalen Hurts will play or not. At first, when the news broke on Monday at about 4.30, everyone was like, it was real doom or gloom. Now, as the week has progressed, maybe he, you know, it's not a definite that he doesn't play. Maybe he does play. Coach Nodge, I'm going to ask you, if you were making that decision whether or not to play Jalen Hurts, would you play him? Why or why not? So I think, and I think the reason why I think that even the birds are, you know, looking to play Jalen, isn't it if, if we win, we clinch the division, and I think we need, what, Minnesota to lose as well, and then no, we'll clinch the first they, round by? They'll clinch the first round by and the division with them. Because so I think that's, so. yeah. So I think if we can toughen up, you know, for Jalen, I would think, you know, change up the play call and run the ball heavy. I mean, the Cowboys have been giving up the run. Anyway, when we saw what the Jaguars did to them, if Trevor Lawrence can do it, you know, I even have faith in Gardner Mitchell can do it. But I think, yeah, I think so. If we get that win on Saturday, then I wouldn't play him for the rest of the year, you know, and then we still get that first round by with just to rest up the shoulder. That's what I mean. That's my thinking is just because we want for one to, to keep rolling, you know, and the last thing we need is for Jalen Hurst to get hurt. Like that's that would just, you know, that changes everything. That's the last thing we need. But we do. I think we do clinch. So I think that's the main reason why they're starting. Uh, we're trying to start him on Saturday. Jared, would you start Hurts? Why or why not? I'll consider it, especially if, if let's say, say as a, a grade one or two sprain, I would consider it. You hit him with the cortisone shot, see how he's feeling after like all these days of rest and just doing light practice. But if it's like, if he really can't play, then don't. The MVP campaign can still potentially be available now. If, you, if let's say Gardner goes out on Saturday and wets to bed, like badly too, like we, we wets to bed, Hurts comes back the following week and we win the next two games. That can really bolster his MVP campaign if it's that big of a deal to win MVP. Me, personally, I'm like, I'd love to see him win it. Would love that. But I'd also rather love to see you win a Super Bowl MVP and be the guy that takes our team to the Super Bowl. So I, we need you healthy for that because we've seen history with the Eagles when our starting QB goes down for our best record. We we won the Super Bowl, yes, but I don't we, I don't want to see any lingering effects when it comes down to like just Jalen Hurts' game because that dude's a baller. Right. I think that, you know, if you're making that decision – don't even, like, win this game on Saturday. Don't even worry about the last two games. Don't even have to be in a position where you have to sit Jalen for two weeks and then have to play him versus the Giants, uh, put, you know, a potential playoff team, or waste them versus New Orleans. Like, who really cares? Like, play him this week, beat the Cowboys, take care of business, then you can sit. That's my opinion. But, Jared, Coach, let's start with Thursday night football tonight on Prime Video, NFL predictions for Week 16. Jared, I'm going to start with you. Jacksonville travels to New York to take on the Jets. This has major, major AFC playoff implications. Who wins this game? Jacksonville, New York. 
I have the Jags winning because if, if Zach Wilson's playing, I don't have a lot of faith. So I got the Jags winning. Nice. How about you? Jacksonville or New York? I'm going to go with the Jags. The Jags have been playing some really good football. That Jets defense isn't what we saw earlier in the year. So I think the Jags keep it rolling and fight for that playoff spot. Go Dougie P. I, I, originally, when I thought about this game, I saw this game, I thought the Jags were going to win. But the Jets, the Jets played tough versus Detroit. They kicked that field goal and sent into overtime. Who knows if that game is different? Jacksonville's coming off a, t- a, a very, very surprising win versus Dallas. They played tough battle back. You know how I feel about bad teams when they win games they shouldn't. They're real high, and they come out next week, and they're real low. So I think the Jets win this game at home. Jared, Atlanta travels to Baltimore to take on the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta take on the Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Who you got? Give me the Ravens. I don't. I just don't trust the Falcons. I don't think not they, I'm not worried about them. Not what? I'm rolling with the I'm rolling with the Falcons. I think the Falcons do pull up that upset on uh on Saturday. I just think Baltimore just fizzled out, man. I just don't think they have it anymore since that since Lamar's injury. I think with Lamar coming back, um, I think uh, Baltimore is just trying to coast and get through the rest of the regular season mm-hmm. relatively unscathed. Uh, Atlanta's fighting. They're they're only one game back in the NFC South, so I think Atlanta has a lot to play for. Um, so give me Atlanta on the road. Detroit travels to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Jared, who you got? Give me Detroit. That playoff run is still going. <laughs> they hit the hunt, baby. Give me Detroit. Yeah, man. Man. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Lions, man. The Panthers. It's yeah. Come on, it's the Panthers. That's all I It's one game back in the NFC South. Carolina fighting for the playoff spots, but I think Detroit's on such a roll. I've got them to win. Seattle travels to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Mahomes may or may not be hurt. Less than a minute, Jared. Who you got? The Chiefs. Nige, who you got? Yeah, the Chiefs by 10. <laughs> the Chiefs Beat by them. 10. New Orleans travels to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Jared, who you got? The Browns. I need this Eagles pick more. Give me the Browns. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Nige, yeah, I'm riding that too. Let's go, Shiz Watson. Yeah, I'm going Houston with Houston travels to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Jared, who you got? The Titans. Nige, who you got? Tighten Nige. up, man. King I got Henry. Houston on the upset. Titans are. Cincinnati <laughs> travels to New England to take on the Patriots. Who you got? The Bengals. Joe Burrow. Nigel, who you got? Yeah, give me Joey B and the Bengals. Joey Burr. New York. The Giants travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Jared, who you got? The Giants. The Vikings are frauds. Nigel, who you got? I'm rolling with the Giants, too. I Next game, we have Buffalo traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Jared, who you got? The Bills. Easily, easily those. Nigel, you got? <laughs> yeah, Buffalo, man. <laughs> Long live Buffalo. We have the Commanders, the Commies, traveling to San Fran. The what? The, the Commies. commies. <laughs> 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 That's what they call the comments. That makes viewership just skyrocketed. That's their name, not mine. It's better than the football team. The commanders travel to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Jared, who you got? The 49ers easily, but oh my gosh, that what, what was that name? You have like I said, hail to the commies. Now you did. So I was just like, what are you doing? Give me, give me the scariest, the scariest team, only team that scared me in the NFL, and that's the 49ers. Oh my god, don't they though? Like, oh, Eagles travel yeah. to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Jared, who you got? Who's the QB? <laughs> All right, but Nigel, who you got? Give me the Eagles, and I'm going to give a score prediction of 28 to 21 Eagles. I like it. 
the Raiders coming off the luckiest win ever. Traveled to <laughs> Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers in the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. R.I.P. Franco Harris. Jared, who you got? Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm going with the I'm going with the Steelers too. I think that they're going to honor uh Franco Harris. Chris, I, the trend is still there, man. Mike Tomlin can still keep the streak oh, oh, alive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Raiders stink, by the way. Packers <laughs> travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins on Christmas Day. Who you got, Jared? I have the Dolphins win that game. Dodge, who you got? Ends up. I think they end that three-game losing streak. The next game is Denver traveling to the Rams, but everybody loses, so we're going to skip over that. And the next, game, the, next game, the next game is Tampa traveling to Arizona. That's another game where everybody loses, so we're going to skip over that. And, Jared, we're going to end on Monday night as the Chargers travel to Indianapolis to take one of the biggest losers ever. Jared, who do you have? I have the Chargers. But, hey, shout out Nick Foles. He's back, Chris. Nick Foles will be the starting QB. Oh, Nick Foles. He will be the starting no, QB first, versus the uh, Chargers. Guys, who you got? Folesy the GOAT, man. Yeah, but, yeah, yes. give me the Chargers. Nah, Foles money now. <laughs> Chargers stink. <laughs> so thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. You know, like Tobias Harris or tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW. Definitely follow the page. Definitely follow our YouTube. Check us out on TikTok, man. We we making things happen. Hold on, Big coach. Time. They everywhere. Coach, drop the drop the socials. Let us, you know, let the kids know where they can get recruited at. You know, let our fans know where they can send hate mail. Just you know. Oh man, yeah. If you want, you know, some really bad takes on sports, music, fashion, whatever, follow me on Twitter underscore Nigel M. Um, or you know, if you want to send cash app donations. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Cash App is accepted everywhere. Make sure you follow Heebie76's Lock of the Week, sponsored by 721 by DSC. For the best food, yes, I said the best food, make sure you follow Stanley Catering on Instagram and visit www.dstanleycatering.com. Any last words before we wrap it up? Man, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, right. man, have a Merry Christmas, for sure. Go Nick Foles! <laughs>